0: got to know when to hold up, know when to
1: fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You Best part of the, the show, show right there. Welcome to the Degenerate Podcast. I'm Spike, along with Delco's finest handicapper, Fantasource. Sir, good morning.
0: Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm really impressed that with your bizarro three-team tease from last week.
0: impressed or uh i'm not sure if that's the right word
1: (laughs) it couldn't have gone better i mean well i guess well yeah uh wait doug collins had some had some comments on it these are all situations learn, you know that we gotta learn to do a better job with there we go well you know sometimes sometimes you win and sometimes you lose we were 0 for 3 last week in the three team tees i believe am i wrong am i right
0: no, no we did uh we had one winner we had, oh, okay. uh, we
1: had eagles over so. oh that did hit the I thought it was over forty one wasn't it
0: uh no, well, let me check
1: wait a minute yeah I, I need I need confirmation on this. I thought it was over forty one and we were at forty I thought we were on and just to to go over the the other two bets were Tennessee minus one and a half, and then under i think. 41 or, or something like that for Tennessee and Jacksonville, but the Jacksonville game got just about everyone. It, it ruined the WIP suicide pool. Knocked, <laughs> knocked out like 3,000 people in the suicide pool. There's only like 400 people left. So
0: it's, uh, Yeah, so looking at last week's numbers here, uh, we had over 37.
1: Oh, so 37. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. so it was,
0: so it was 47, and it went down. Um, surprisingly, with the how horrible... Uh, Green Bay's offense was executing in the red zone and kicking field goals. We actually did get that over, so yeah. um, I'll take that one as a gift. But the other two were <laughs> holy moly! I looked at the scores and it was the first quarter, and Jacksonville's up ten nothing. Then I start, then I start doing the math in my head. All right, well if we have cover by six, and then or yeah. you will know, well, I get the under, and how many points do I need for them to score before I can't get the under? It's like you know by the fourth quarter, my head was spinning. But you know, I looked at the I looked at the uh, box score and. You know Jacksonville still didn't move
1: the ball at all. Dude, so it, was it, was a, a it was a fluke. It was a fluke win. They, they, they had melting, two. Dr- yeah. They had two drives the whole game, literally two drives. And their longest drive, I think, only resulted in a field goal. It was a. When you look at that game, it really was. Tennessee's defense played pretty good. It was a fluke game. I mean, obviously, it happens, and that's again why they call it gambling. And you know, sometimes you sometimes you get lucky, and sometimes you don't. We've certainly had our share of luck in these things too. You know, oh, yeah. co- cover them by one point and you know, that, that's why you just sort of, you sort of have to trust in the process and and do it more than once. And that's how you get, that's how you do it. Before we get to our three team teas of the week, you had a good idea this week, speaking of the process, was to go over generating your own trends, which I, I don't even think most people, I wasn't even aware that somebody who isn't a professional could, to do, could do that, could go and, and generate trends like that. Do you want to explain how you go about doing that?
0: Uh sure. Yeah. So so basically when you look at um you know, we'll just use NFL for an example, but you know, NBA and and Major League Baseball, all these all these um leagues, you know, the stats are pretty static. Once the game's over, the stats are the, are what they are. They don't change normally um over time. So you have a win and a loss and a point spread and total yards gained and you know, all this stuff that's that's been documented somewhere. Um, you know, in a database or usually in a database somewhere. And then you can, you know, usually run queries or, or, or um, you know, generate um, questions against this database and say how many, you know, home favorites laying more than 10, um, you know, the week after the bye week and stuff like this. You can get all that information back because it's all documented somewhere. And normally when you go on different, websites, you know, whether it's a gambling website or just like maybe USA Today or, or you know, CBS or one of those sites, and, and someone will generate a, a trend or see one or, or push it out there and say, oh, well, Andy Reid is whatever his crazy after the bye week uh, number was. I forget what it is now. It's like 13-1 or something weird like that. I don't think he um, ever
1: lost. I think he was undefeated, or maybe last week, last year he lost it. If he lost it last year, it was the first year he lost after the bye. Because yeah. I think the year before was the Indianapolis game. I feel like they won the Indianapolis game after the buy. So, yeah. So, anyway, continue. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. So, so anyway, so, so that information's out there. And a lot of times people take these trends and blindly just, you know, regurgitate them back because they can't verify them. Or they could, but it just takes a lot of time if you're just looking through manual box scores or off of memory or something like that. So, so there are websites out there um, you know, for the general public to use. If if you're a professional, you have a lot of this information available through software that you can purchase or through websites you can subscribe to that let you do all this querying and actually generate some of these trends for you and say, oh, well, this week coming up, here's, you know, four trends to keep an eye out for. Um, And that way, some of these professionals can get an early, you know, early idea of what you know, either what the public might jump on because of a certain hot trend or or maybe see, uh, you know, a trend coming up next week uh, to keep an eye out for. Well, if the Eagles win this week, then next week this trend comes into play, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but there's a website out here that I use. Um, it's called Killersports.com. It's free. Killersports, just two words.com. .com. And basically what that does is it gives you access to the sports database um, Statistical database for the I use it for the NFL sometimes for baseball sometimes for basketball and what it lets you do is go ahead in and query this data directly so it 's pretty user friendly it might take a little you know learning curve to to get used to it but but they give you a, a pretty straight up interface where you can just pick your your values from like a drop down list and say, well, if the team is home and the spread is more than seven point favorite and their opponent you know lost last week you know generate me results you know for since 2007 2008 you can change the time frame and it gives you all this information right back uh, on the screen and it's it's very powerful um, because in the past you just didn't have a way to do that say 15 years ago you know when a guy young you know young phantasaurus uh, you know trying to figure out who's met <laughs> on a Sunday right. sitting in, you know sitting in his high school classroom they used to sell these preseason magazines so, I remember, you know, distinctly buying this the, the preseason magazines. One was called Don Best. With Don Best, is a pretty big name in the industry. Um, he has a website now, and he does line services. He does all the stuff. But he had a preseason, um, like uh, preview magazine. Yeah, and no. I remember in this in this preview magazine, they would he would generate all these trends, and I would see these trends. Like in the be- either in the beginning of the book, he had a whole list, or he had specific ones for every team. Like, hey, the Rams in Week 7 have been, you know, 10-1 and 1 against the spread or, you know, the Colts are 5-0 and 0 when they play on the road after two home games and stuff like this. So I was like, I'm all over that stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this. I got an edge, you know, not knowing everyone else had the same information. But um, it was kind of cool to see that. So the Internet comes along, this data is out there.
1: Yeah I, re- I remember by the way I used to Mark Lawrence used to he might even still do it put out this giant thing, this giant playbook at the beginning of yeah. the year that had all that same stuff and I just remember and again I've never been a gambler but I just remember being fascinated by reading all of these trends that would happen before the teams had ever played a game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. two months before they even played, played one game. We're talking about a game that ha- already has a trend two months in advance, which I thought was pretty, it was always pretty interesting. Obviously, as you'll, you'll explain now, there's m- much more to go on, but I always thought that was really cool. Yeah,
0: So, so a lot of the information, you can pretty much... You know, get yourself a trend based on any um, statistic you're looking for, Um, whether it's, you know, win and loss, uh, straight up, win and loss against the spread, where the game is, um, you know, how many yards they, uh, how many yards the team gave up last week or how many yards they gained last week, all that, everything that's statistically measurable, like in a box score. Uh, can be available through through these sites. So so my example was Killer Sports. Um, there's also another site which is a subscription site um, called Spreadopedia, where you actually pay and you get a little bit more information. Uh, Killer Sports goes back to 1989, which in my in my mind is fine. I don't go usually go further back and say the mid 2000s, 2008, 2005 usually is the furthest back I will go. But if you want to see back to 1978. Um, Spreadopedia offers that and they also give you uh, it's like a community so you can investigate and find trends other people have seen you can share them with people with the site I use killer sports it's pretty much you're in you query and you're out you know you can save the the formula and use it again but you can't you don't have any real interface to you know to save it come back track trends over time it's just because it's free it's just pretty bare bones but it works great for me and yeah, and you sent over a couple this week. I asked you to kind of see if you can throw a couple together and i 'll dig them up and see if we can you know figure out what the you know what the yeah what if there's
1: anything wrong. there yeah and yeah, uh, so, my my two were about basically about the the eagles redskins game and i thought yeah, yeah and what 's interesting and before we get into this? I just wanted to mention when you're when you 're creating trends like this, and this is with any sort of research. That you have to be careful, and I'm sure you know about confirmation bias. And like by, but if you want to bet a certain game, and and you like that game before you look at any trends, you can always come up with something that will tell you that it's a good game to bet. You know, like I think you have to be careful the statistics that you look for and putting in. You know, I'm sure there's a sweet spot in terms of variables that you can put in. Like, if you put in too many variables to narrow it down too much just to get the result you want... Then anyone can do that. You can, you know, you see people do that with, uh, you know, I do it. Everybody does it. You do it when you're trying to make an argument based on statistics in a in any sports argument. You can always find something that supports your argument. Always, there's always something there that supports your argument. So, so I think yeah. I think it's always important, especially when you're dealing with with gambling and money. Just to. To be as objective as possible when you're going into this, you know, you want to have a feel for a game. Like a lot of times, it's great when you have a feel for a game, and the 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 trends support your initial feel for the game. But you don't want to. I, I guess you just don't want to go overboard in doing that. Would be one. Yeah, d-
0: yeah, you're right. You can always you can always find a trend that will that will be in your favor or a trend that will you know be you know, against the other side. Right. You know, confirmation bias definitely comes into play, uh, and with trends like like you said, you can use so many different variables and dice it up so much you can find an angle that looks like a sure thing when in reality, you just found you know an anomaly or just such a small sample size that you know it, it came out in your favor um you know the one you asked the the, the first one that you asked for was pretty sure. straightforward it was um home teams uh in division games as favorites before the bye week right so yeah, so that's what the Eagles are this week next week they're on the bye um, They're home favorites against the Redskins so I ran that and um, <clears throat> it comes back you know I went back to 89 um, and straight up it's 68 and 33 okay and against the spread it's it's pretty it's pretty even it's 48 and 51 and 2 so okay. it's about 50 percent um, and if I cut it down and say from you know, let's say back to 2007 go back say six years, um, it's actually uh, it changes a little bit because straight up you're six and thirteen. Wow! Again, spread you're six and thirteen. Um, That's interesting. So yeah, yeah, and there's actually three. It's not just the Eagles this week. There's three games uh, that fit that that trend. You have Bengals Browns with the Bengals laying five and a half, and I think they're on the buy next week, or they they are on the buy next week. Um, and Bills Jets um, Bills laying one and a half. And uh, they're on the bye next week, too. So so this week there's three games. These, this is um, all, the first time all season that, that this trend has come to play. So uh, surprisingly, I thought there would be more instances of that. But um, division game, home favorite before the bye week hasn't shown up since uh, October of last year. Wow. Um, but, yeah, but straight up we've lost. Let's go. Let me count these up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, two and nine since uh, – you know, since the middle of 2008, straight up. Wow, and so against.
1: so not not only not a good trend for the Eagles, more recently it seems like it goes against the Eagles straight up and yeah. against the spread, right?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I would have thought home team coming in, you know, th- there's always been, you know, uh, a, a thought of, well, a team that's got a bye week coming up, maybe they're thinking ahead and they're just not focused on the game, or right. for some reason they're not ready to play. I mean, I looked at the bye week breakdown a little bit. I didn't go as deep as this with division games and all, but um, you know, it was always about 50% um for um you know, for uh for this season. Uh, or for the last couple of seasons. So, um, yeah, but that's interesting that, uh, you know, a team coming in, uh, a division team coming in facing a team that's got a bye week. Um, yeah, maybe a look-ahead thing. I don't know. But, yeah, so 6-13 against the spread the last uh, six years since 2007. So that's interesting.
1: So the other one I came up with was definitely more specific toward the Eagles. It was definitely not yeah. a more general, but, but but go ahead. So this one.
0: Okay, okay so I'll try and uh, regurgitate this uh the, the variables here. <laughs> so, so what we're looking at is uh, home teams after week seven in a division game as a favorite uh, where this team or the home team has a uh, winning percentage above 500 or, or greater and a home winning percentage of less than 500. So you have a team that is at or above 500 like the Eagles are they're five and five. And then they have a less than 500 record at home, which obviously the Eagles do. Um, you know they haven't won a home game since what is it, 1975? I forget
1: yeah, yes, yeah, sometime around then.
0: It feels like it's been forever, but yeah. So it's been you know they haven't won this season at all. So um, so yeah. So so that trend going back to um, <clears throat> excuse me, going back to '89 on that. We'll look at the first uh, result. It actually comes up 20 and 20 straight up.
1: Wow. And, uh, how about that? Yeah, but again.
0: Yeah, against the spreads a little bit, a little bit different though. Thirteen and twenty-seven against the spread, so you're hitting that's thirty-two percent.
1: Wow. Um,
0: yeah, so so we'll cut down the um, time frame a little bit.
1: Well, and the reason I just wanted to throw out why I threw out those variables, and they're all just sort of, you know, it's 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 it was. I'm trying to look for the word. It was me just speculating. I just wanted to look for a team, a decent team who is not good at home. Facing a division opponent, and the reason I picked week seven or after was just because I wanted enough sample size to to conclude that this team was not a home team winner, was not a a winning team at home, and was a five hundred or better team. And I felt like, well, what's better than playing at least playing six games? So that was my that you know again, it's it's all just sort of thrown out there. But that was the game. Yeah,
0: and that and that you know that's a good example because it 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 brings in a couple different. you know, a couple different variables. It it brings in, you know, game location, you know, home or away what week of the year it is. You can query against that. Is it the first four weeks of the year? Is it between weeks eight and 12? Is it, you know, things like that. Uh, is it a division game? What's the line? Winning percentage of the team. You can also do winning percentage of the team that they're playing. Uh, is the opponent's winning percentage above 500? Things like that, so, um, you know, so it, it's helpful. And one 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 thing I did find out um, over time I was doing this is when you query on bi-weeks, the system will give you back week 17 as a bye week because everyone, or pretty much everyone, has the next week off. Oh, right. So they look and they say, "There's no week 18 game for this team." So we, oh, it's a bye week. So, so that's a little something that I learned along the way. You'll find you find little little things here and there. Um, about you know how to how to line up and get get the right variables back right get the right information back, but over time you can definitely figure figure things out but I think you 're right when you say you know trends can can be used for confirmation bias, and they usually are you know you 're not going to say oh well, i 'm betting you know the Eagles to win this week, but home favorites in the division are one and twelve against the spread this year, but' right. still doing it. You usually so you don 't mention that part of it you know you leave that one out, so you find one in your favor and uh and you do that, uh, you know, and makes your side sound a little bit better. Um, but yeah, so so the you know just to give it back to the beginning, the the site that I use for this is is Killer Sports. It's free, so I'm not like I'm selling it or anything. But I've used it for a couple of years. I like it, um, and it's pretty cool. If you want to go in and just play around with it, click on the NFL link, and then you can just kind of go to town and get. You know, I just dove in and just you know by immersion just went in there and started messing around with everything to see if I can figure out. Um, you know how to use it, and one of the ways to, to use it is to say, "Oh, I know a situation that's happening this week." So you try and figure out your variables, you submit it, you get your results, and see if your game shows up. Like, "Oh yeah, okay, I asked the right question because the Eagles game shows up, and I know it should be there as one of the one of the games." Um, and it does give you a couple of weeks out, so it's like, "Oh, the next five weeks, here's some games that also fit that trend." Uh, based on projected lines and things like that, so so yeah, it's pretty cool. And yeah, trends are are fun. You know, I mean, there's it doesn't replace the analysis of a game, but it does it does kind of give you some insight on on different um, situations. Um, and like we said earlier, I think you know one of the comments we made in Napada a couple weeks ago was was you know overtime and league wide trends are are just better. You know, you're saying it's an NFL wide trend that goes back six years, and that's that sounds better than well, you know, the Bengals. Do this in this situation in week eleven. You know that doesn't really make any sense because every year is different. Um, and the Andy Reid thing, uh, looking at the bye week, it's like, all right, well, he did it with the Eagles. Now he's in a completely different league, different, you know, different team. Is it the same thing? Does it matter? Like, I'm not sure. Right. The Bye week thing is always fun to talk about, but I'm not sure if it really. I don't know. Maybe it does mean something. Maybe it's just luck of the draw. I don't know. But um, but we'll see what happens with him this week and if he can keep that trend going. But um. yeah, yeah. so uh, you want to move on and do some uh, do some
1: picks? Yeah, let's do the teaser now. A reminder, a three-team teaser is when you have to bet three games but and you have to win all three games, but in exchange for betting and winning all three games, you get to swing the line, whether it be the point spread or the total, 10 points any way you want it. So if you wanted to take a team that was already a point. Uh, a five-point underdog you would get 15 points if if you bet this three-team teaser so we're three and three on the year so the way that we usually started off is fantasource will give me will sort of quiz me on each on each he'll give me a trend and i'll try to guess what game he's talking about to kick it off so you ready for the first one
0: uh i do right. I, I am ready all right let's um, do it i have a new mantra this week though
1: before we oh yeah i'll cut off the music what's the mantra
0: hanging above my uh, my computer. It says, uh, full, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> I'm on the precipice three and three. All
1: right, yeah, let's do it. All right.
0: Okay, ready? All right, yeah. so, um, so game one, we're looking at, uh, at a total here. Okay. Um, and in this game, we're looking at two offenses that are ranked in the bottom six of the league. Okay. Right? And then if we take that further and say, if we look at points scored based on the location of the game, so the home team uh, versus the road team points per game. So the home team, when they play at home, plus the road team's points when they play on the road, is only getting a total score of 21 points. Wow. So these two teams combined are scoring 21 points a game when they play at home or on the road, depending on the team we're looking at.
1: Okay, so two bad offenses. I basically have this narrowed down to two games, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that, ooh, I actually have it narrowed down to three games. I'm a little disappointed now. I'm going to go with Bills-Jets.
0: Bills-Jets? Yes. Incorrect.
1: Oh, can I take a second guess?
0: Sure can. Sure can.
1: Is it Jags-Cards?
0: It is Jags-Cardinals, yeah. There we go.
1: All right. And the over-under for this is 41, and you would be able to raise that to 51.
0: I pushed the game from 41 up to 51, and I would take the under, yes.
1: Wow, okay.
0: Um, Yeah,
1: the Jags again. I guess the (laughs) only thing that makes me nervous about this one is that the Jags defense is so bad that the Cardinals could, but even still, even if the Cardinals score 27 points, I don't see the Jags scoring two touchdowns. Yeah, it would have to be, oh, wow, they'd need even more than two touchdowns. Wow, yeah, 51. Holy moly it would have to be quite a game and and remember for that for the jags game last week for the jags titans game to get over to get to that number last week they had the, i mean that was the, a super fluky game for that one to happen so i like yeah, that was, one um,
0: there was a safety and there was a ryan fitzpatrick was uh was it in the backfield and they stole the ball right out of his hands, right? And ran it in for a touchdown. So yeah, there was two fluky touchdowns last week. Um, I do, I do look. I looked at this and, and just looked at the Jaguars and you know they won last week, but there's a discrepancy, um, you know, with the Jags. They they score on the road, but they don't score at home. Like they the, their their output on offense at home is
1: sounds like terrible. a cer- sounds like a certain team we know actually. Uh, sounds, sounds like a <laughs> team we're familiar with.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, when you know they're they're only getting 12 or 13 points a game overall. Um, you know, in every game this year. But when when you look at the home games, they're only getting 5 points a game at home. And that actually goes down if you take out the quote-unquote home game they had in London. When they actually play in Jacksonville, they only score 3.7 points per game. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how bad they are at home. They don't score um, they scored two points against the Chiefs. They scored three points against the Colts. They scored six points against the Chargers, who don't actually have that great of a defense. They're actually the uh, 32nd ranked defense in the NFL. And then they scored 10 points when they played in London against uh, the 49ers. Wow. So they just don't have scoring now on the road. They've scored 29 last week. Obviously, they put up 20 against the Rams. Um, I don't know if it's I don't know what it is if it's location or if it's you know some kind of mental block they have at home. But they're taking this this really weak offense, and they're bringing it home, and they're playing against the Cardinals team, which is you know second ranked in the league in defense. Football Outsiders, they're the number two defense, and I really think that this is a week where they could shut the Jaguars down again. Last week was big; it was a division game for the Jags. It was their first win. They were a big underdog. You know, there's got to be a letdown coming here, um, especially. Uh, you know coming home and I I'm I'm not sure how their ticket sales are but they they got to be playing in front of an empty stadium I would think uh you know especially against a team like the Cardinals which doesn't really draw that big on the mm-hmm. road um You don't think so people
1: don't, you don't think people in Jacksonville are paying to see Carson Palmer and Richard Mendenhall coming into that? <laughs> you don't think that's happening?
0: No I think it's a hot ticket Carson yeah. Palmer yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then the Cardinals, on the other hand, on the road are only scoring 16 points a game, which I was surprised at. I looked at that and I thought they were sort of a you know average to above average team scoring, but they're not. They're only getting up getting 16 points per game on the road, um, you know, and, and their offense is ranked uh, you know 27th in the league. The Cardinals, so they don't really have a, a great offense. Their defense is stellar, so they actually have the largest discrepancy in football outsiders between defensive ranking and offensive ranking. They're second in defense, 27th in offense. So it's like you know they won't let you score, but they're also not going to score any points either. So um, the Jaguars obviously the, their offense is last and their defense is last, and um, it's just you know th- this season for the Jaguars is is you know it got better last week with a win, but I don't know if if they're going to have much more success um, after that. Uh, and in terms of, of yards yards per game, you're looking at Arizona. They're only getting 316 yards a game. That's 27th in the league. Uh, their offense and um, and and the Jags are are getting uh, 278, which is dead last. So um, what I'm looking at is just a low-scoring game. A team in the Cardinals that kind of just wants to win and get out of there. They had a tough game last week against against Houston at home. You know, went down to the final couple plays. Uh, they won by three, and now they're on the road against a much much you know inferior opponent. I would think uh they're laying six and a half and uh and and we're looking at to keep the score under fifty one which I think I think can happen you know like we said about the Jags last week, a lot of fluky points they scored twenty nine but they only they only mustered up two hundred and fourteen yards of total offense last week so That's not much. I mean, they they didn't move the ball at all. They don't have the weapons on offense. I don't see how they're going to move the ball enough to score points to put this over. And your comment in the beginning was right. Like, the Cardinals could blow this over up all by themselves. But I don't know if they have that in them to do. I mean, the Jaguars are giving up a lot of points. You know, they gave up 42 points to the 49ers. They gave up 45 points to the Seahawks. Uh, So they do give up points, uh, 32 points on average this season. So um, what I'm hoping is the Cardinals um, stuff the Jags, keep them under, say, under 14 points, and I think we should be okay with this.
1: All right, you ready for game two?
0: I am ready. Let's do it. All right, game two. So if you bet against one of these teams every week this season in the 10-point teaser swing, so you take the other side of the game, um, you're undefeated this year have lost a game. And one of these teams is, is giving up 31 points per game on defense versus another team that's only... The other team is only giving up 16 points a game on defense. So we have a 15-point discrepancy in, in, in points allowed, and one team uh, has not won a game this year if you bet against them with a 10-point teaser swing.
1: I'm going to go... What was the second trend again?
0: Second trend said uh, one of the teams is giving up 31 points a game. Yep. Uh, versus the other team who's only giving up 16 points a game.
1: Okay, right. 31 points a game to 16 points a game. All right, I'm going to go ahead and say this is Seahawks Vikings?
0: This is Seahawks Vikings. Yes! I love the
1: Seahawks. <laughs> you, I, I got to tell you, man, there's nothing gives me more pleasure than guessing right. Nothing. Nothing. I don't, there's nothing in this life that I like better than nailing what trend and you do. You do like the Seahawks. And I, did, I was looking at this game, and I didn't love like, this, this board of games, but that was one game that I, I did notice. The, the Vikings, anyone going to Seattle. And, man, I'll tell you, last week it looked like Seattle. Seattle had a few iffy wins in a row, but last week they, they sort of laid the smack down, so they might be back on track.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, that Tampa Bay scare uh, kind of woke them up. Uh, you know, it was a home game against a team that hadn't won a game yet. and They were down by 20 early, 21 early, and, you know, they did fight back. They won the game. We had them that week. They didn't cover the teaser spread, but um, but I think that might have been their wake-up call because, yeah, last week they really went down and, and smacked Atlanta around. Um, and they're playing against the Vikings, um, who are really not a good team this year. Uh, they're 0-4. The Vikings are 0-4 uh, straight up on the road this year. And they're they're giving up 29 points a game in road games. Um, Seattle's one of those teams that's going to be on the bye next week, so uh, you know so they have some bye week stats that are in their favor. Uh, but the one that I always like to go back to is uh, they're 27-1 when you factor in the 10-point teaser swing. The Seahawks 27-1 against the spread since the start of the last season, 2012. Um, you know and the only loss that they 've had in that in that span was was two weeks ago with Tampa, so I mean they lost recently and they had a tough game against the Titans and a tough game against the Rams uh but I think you know they're they 're focused and I look at the bye week as a chance for you know a team to get healthy, and this is probably a good chance for uh for the Saints to kind of get ready they um the, you know they the they, seahawks i 'm sorry the Seahawks yeah the Seahawks to get ready. Um, and, and now they're going into the bye week. And some bye week trends that I did find, uh, these are all since 2009. Uh, teams heading into the bye week, playing at home as seven-point favorites using the 10-point teaser swing. There's, they're 10, 1, and 1. And when you jump that up to 10-point or more favorites, the, the Seahawks are laying 12 this week, so we would drop that down to 2. Uh, and when, they're, when teams are laying 10 or more, Going into the bye week, playing at home, uh, they're 4-0 and 1 since 2009 against the spread. 5-0 straight up, with an average margin of victory of 16 points. So I, I kind of look at this as as a way for the Seahawks to just extend that lead. They're 9-1. They've a you know the, I think the the 49ers are 6-3. So I think this can uh, I might be wrong on that, but they're they have no they a- are. Okay. So they have, they have a decent lead on the Niners. They win the game this week, they extend that lead a little bit further. Um they want that home field. I know they they want it. Everyone says, "Oh, if they get it, they're going to be the, you know, the the team to beat in the playoffs, obviously. Strong home team." Um and then another trend I saw this year um in this season, and this this actually plays into the uh Eagles' Into the Eagles' uh, favor as well. Teams heading into the bye week as a favorite, not at home, not just overall as a favorite, using the ten-point teaser swing. They're thirteen and one against the spread. So, wow. um, so that's a pretty pretty solid trend. And you know, the one thing we're, that would worry me, and it always worries me when you play you know, when you bet against the Vikings, is you know Adrian Peterson. He's their guy. He's their main offensive weapon. Um, and Seattle, if they have, we've said this before, but if they have a uh, a weakness it's their rush defense since they're ranked 14th overall in rush defense um, worrying about can you know is Adrian Peterson going to be the guy that blows this game up for them can they uh, you know can he get a couple touchdowns and you know do what he needs to do um, to keep the Vikings in it but you know as, as well as as we think Adrian Peterson is and I'm sure he's had a couple big games this year I think he's had two games of uh, 140 yards or more um, he's only getting 87 yards per game um, this year on the ground. So, I mean, he's playing well, but he's not blowing it up like last year when he was getting 2,000 yards and the Vikings defense they're just not that good. They're 25th overall. They're giving up 31 points a game. And then they have, you know, look aheads if you want to look at that in the schedule. The Vikings play the Packers next week and the Bears the week after that. So they do have some division look aheads. They're in the basement of the division, but maybe they're 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 looking ahead to to maybe get some get the Packers while they're down and then and see what happens after that. But but there's sort of a small look ahead I think here. Um and the vikings just they just don't have the they just don't have the defense i don't think i think the seattle should be able to move the ball i
1: you know you mentioned one thing about the seattle rush defense being 14th i think sometimes when we look at defense splits rush versus pass we can see a lot of deceptive things like you know a lot of times you'll see that a team has a really terrible pass defense but apparently a really good rush defense and I think that's misleading a lot of times because if the if the past defense is that bad. Teams aren't rushing against them. They're just throwing against them. Like they're they're going against the weakness. And then all of a sudden you look, this is where advanced stats are good, I think. Um, because a lot of times you'll look at that and it'll be like, well, you know, if, if our strength is rush and they're not giving a ton of yards on the run game, then maybe we're in trouble. You know, I, I think a lot of times either the defense is really good or it isn't. You know, and the Seattle, the Seattle defense is really good. And I think one of the things that could be it could be slightly deceptive about that rush pass split is that their pass defense is so good. You know, their secondary is so good. that teams are just more likely to run against them. So there's more yards against them in the rush defense. And, and that could be all that that means. But I just, think, yeah. I feel like we've seen that a couple of times over the last, month or two with the Eagles where we're like, well, you know, that Oakland rush defense is pretty good. And it's like, well, maybe it's not. You know, either the defense is good or it's not. It's, it's pretty rare that you get a an NFL defense where there is a significant split, an honest, real significant split between how good they are against the pass and how good they are against the rush. Either they're good or they're not. And the Seattle yeah. defense is just really good. So it was, I mean, you mentioned have, that. No, that was yeah. just, it's, it's not something Adrian, Pe- Adrian Peterson is is concerning whether – regardless of their rank, but I, it doesn't make me sort of nervous that the Seahawks' defense, rush defense is, is mid-pack, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, they they have given up. Last week they, they, they did well, and they only gave up 64 yards rushing, but two games prior to that, the Rams and the Buccaneers, they gave up over 200 yards on the ground, and both of those games were pretty close. The Bucks game they won by three, and the Rams' game they won by five. So, um, you know... But then again, you come back and say, "Oh, they played the Cardinals, and the Cardinals only got 30 yards rushing on the ground, and the Titans got 66 yards rushing on the ground." So, you know, it goes both ways. And those last two games probably skewed it a little bit. Um, But I think you're right that their pass defense is so strong that people will see that weakness or whatever they would call a weakness and try and take advantage of it. Um, So, yeah. So Seattle at home, going into the bye week, uh, nine and one. You know, a couple. You know, we thought a couple weeks ago they were going to drop one to the. To the Bucks, they won that game. They won a close one with the Rams, so they just they they figured out how to win, um, and I think this team's pretty focused. I like Marshawn Lynch. I think he's going to have a big day, um, and Russell Wilson, if he just plays Russell Wilson type of football, and you know, hate to say it, but you know, game manager, just play smart. They should be they should be fine to to get a win um, at home. So, you know, we're lay we'll be laying two uh, it went from 12 points. We're taking it down to two. So. The game two here is Seattle, minus two, uh, over Minnesota.
1: All right, game three. Let's do it.
0: All right, game three. uh, We're going with another total, so another over-under. And we're looking here at two teams uh, with defenses ranked at the bottom eight of the league. All right? Uh, And both teams are averaging total scores of 49-plus points per game. One of these teams, in their last five games, they're giving up 35 points a game, an average of 60, 63 games, points per game total, including both teams, including them and their opponent.
1: No need to go anymore. This one's got to be Eagles Redskins.
0: This is Eagles Redskins. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I looked at this and, you know, when, when the schedule or when the lines came out, um, I, I really, I don't know. I can't see how it doesn't get, you know, how, how each team doesn't score, at least in the 20s. Right. Um, I just don't, I mean, I, and then I, I I listened to your, uh, the Times Yours podcast on Monday, and I think you made a similar comment, like, you know, neither of these defenses is going to be able to stop each other, and there should be a lot of points scored um, in this game uh, on Sunday, and I believe it, I mean, I don't know if it's Nick Foles, I don't know if it's what it is, but the offense in the last couple weeks just seems to be clicking yep. uh, pretty well, and and the Redskins, you know, not playing bad either. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, they're not winning. They 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 lost to the Vikings, but they put up 27 points. Um, so they are putting up points. Um, and yet, yeah, both defenses just are not are not good. I mean, they're not they're not stopping anybody. Um, you know, the Eagles last week that you know they they played the Packers and and didn't give up a lot of points, but you know, the Packers had two missed field goals. Um Tol what's his name? Tolzine? Tolzine? Yes, yeah, Scott Tolzine. <laughs> Tolzine threw the interception in the end zone. So I mean the Packers had a chance to score more points. Uh just they weren't effective at all because they were down to their, you know, third string quarterback and, and really just kind of in disarray. But um, you know, these guys the Redskins Eagles played in week one, uh obviously we remember that, and that was a thirty three twenty seven uh game, so that was a sixty point total. Um Eagles, um when the total score, uh, when the total points, the over-under, is 50 points or more this year, the Eagles are averaging 53, and the Redskins are averaging 58 total points wow. in those games. So, so when Vegas says there's going to be a lot of points scored, uh, these guys don't disappoint. So they let up, they let up a lot of points. Um, the Redskins are 3-0 in the over in those games, and the Eagles are 5-1 in the over in those games. The only loser for the Eagles was, I think, Cowboys um, was over 50 points as a total, and they that obviously didn't get anywhere near it, uh, which we remember because we had it in the yep. teaser that week. Yep. So. Um, and that that's one you know you do have uh, you know you remember things. And the first thing I thought of was oh man the last the last two times Eagles had. Uh, you know, home games against division teams—it was—it was—a—it was a mess. You know, the Giants game, and and the Cowboys game—they just couldn't get anything going on offense. But
1: yeah, but I've one played. was Matt Barkley and an injured Michael Vick, and the other one I think was—even though you know I'm not the biggest Nick Foles fan in the world—that was sort of a outlier, outliery bad performance by Nick Foles. They they had the opportunity to put up 24 points against the the Cowboys there if he hit some easy throws. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, and maybe, who knows? Maybe it's because he can't play at home. And, you know, if, if that's the case, then this ends up being a disaster, too. But, I, I you know, I, I wouldn't bet on that. I would I would certainly. And it seems like a lot of times, you know, it's funny. You, you remember the times where you're like, there's going to be a lot of points scored and then there's none. But sometimes, like Denver versus Dallas, you say there's going to be a lot of points scored, and there are. So yeah. you, you just sort of have to go with your, your the stats and the intuition. And that tells me that Eagles Redskins is going to be a... It, there's each team is going to get into the 20s pretty easily. Yeah, I, I mean
0: guess. Yeah, the Redskins all the it's been 5 weeks for them since they went on the bye week. So after the bye week, um they're averaging 63 total points a game. Um and and they're 5 and 0 in the over with the 10 point teaser swing. So, you know, it, since the bye week and I don't know if RG3 is healthier or, you know, playing better, um, but they are putting up points. They're giving up a lot of points. Obviously, they're 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 way down, uh, 24th ranked in, in defense, 25th against the rush, which I think is where the Eagles can take advantage of, of uh, of them and, and have McCoy, um, get you know, get some yardage, get some touchdowns. But thinking back to the last couple of games, uh, I really think that the offense is clicking. I don't know if maybe Foles figured it out or it's just working in the rhythm, but they really seem to be doing. Pretty good with the ball, moving it down the field, a little bit of a hurry up. Um, You know, and the Redskins, I I would think, you know, will will continue the trend of just giving up a lot of points. I mean, they gave up like 41, I think, to the Bears a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they're terrible. Um,
1: They're a terrible defense. They're a bad, bad, bad defense.
0: Yeah, so this is a 53, over-under is 53, and we're dropping it to 43. So we're just really saying we need both teams to score in the 20s, and we should be okay. And I really think that. Um, you know, based on what I've seen with the Eagles in their defense and their offense, um, and what I've watched of the Redskins, uh, the couple times I've seen them, and the stats that I'm looking at, is you know this game should be, it should be in the 30s. You know, each team, you know, the winning team should be in the 30s at least to win, you know, to win this game. Say like a 31, 24, 34, 27 type of game, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it even went much higher than that. Um, but yeah, so we would take the over. We drop it to 43. Um, And yeah, we take the over/under down to 43 and and take the over. And you mentioned about you know the obvious pick is like well, just the obvious one on paper. And I think I learned my lesson last week because I was looking at the lines for Week 10 and saw that Saints Cowboys game. I was like, you know what, the Saints are going to crush these guys. And, yep. I, and I talked myself out of it because I wasn't sure. And I
1: even and, mentioned and course, it to you during the it, podcast. I was like, what about yeah, that Saints-Cowboys? Yep. Yeah, and you mentioned <laughs> yeah. that you liked it. Yep.
0: I had it circled, and I just knew. I mean, the stats were pointing there. The Drew Brees after a loss, the, all the stats were just coming right at you. And I just said, you know what, I, I don't want to do it. Something, I'm missing something. This week, I look at the line, and I say, you know what, I'm just going with the obvious, the Eagles and Redskins over. Forty-three points, and uh, I think I think that's gonna I think that's gonna be one of our easier winners winners this week. So, uh, but speaking of um, you know of, of games I passed on, I did have a fourth game that I researched to the to the tilt and and picked a side and then talked myself out of it at the last second. So I'll spoil it and tell you which game will probably win. Okay. I'm not but uh, I, I I really like the Bengals uh, at home. Uh, Getting in the teaser swing, they'll be getting four and a half. They're playing Cleveland. Um, I, I just, I just see it as a, it's a revenge game. Cleveland beat uh, Cincinnati earlier in the year. The Bengals are coming off of two road losses. Now they're coming home. Um, teams. Teams playing at home against the Browns since 2012, 11 and 1 against the spread when you factor in the 10-point teaser swing. The Bengals playing at home since 2012 are 12 and 0 against the spread when you factor in the 10-point teaser swing. You know, and all I just said I, I'm going to get it. I'm going to take the Bengals, 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 and then I just I don't know. I just I'm nervous that the Bengals are going to continue the slide a little bit, and not knowing how bad you know losing Geno Atkins on defensive line is really going to impact their team. Um, yeah, I just I look at the Browns and I say they're you know they're in second place. But they don't really have anything.
1: They yeah, but any- I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I I would stay away from that one too. I don't trust the Bengals and the that Browns offense. As long as Brandon Whedon isn't playing, is actually a decent. Has actually been pretty decent, even with with Jason Campbell in there. Has actually been pretty decent. And I just don't. The Bengals could very well win this game. You know, twenty-eight to to ten. But I I don't trust this one. I just don't. There's. I, I think you're right to have the games in there and not this one. This one, this one, I don't trust. So yeah, I, think I'm, may... I
0: was. I'm. Uh, I'm already invested in the Bengals. I have. Uh, I have a small uh, investment in their season win total oh, over okay. eight and a half. So, you know, it was looking good three weeks ago. Then they lost to the. They lost on Thursday night, and they lost last week to the Ravens at the very end. So now they're sitting at uh, I think six and four. Um, but still, I think still two ge- or it's six and four. I think yeah. And they're um, yeah, and they're still I think two games or a game and a half above the Browns. The Ravens are coming up on them, and you know so that division's getting tighter. And you know I'm not I don't know AFC North four and getting four and a half. I just eh, eh, I yeah. just had to cross it off. So anyway, that was so the three that we're looking at this week to to recap. We have um, Arizona Jacksonville under fifty one points. Okay. Seattle uh, minus two. Uh, hosting Minnesota, okay. and the Redskins at the Eagles over 43 points.
1: And how many bazaars are we giving this?
0: The official... Bizarre ranking for the Week Eleven teaser. Scale
1: is, of one to five, by the way, with five scale being. One to five. All right, go ahead. Is
0: five, five being a sell your car and drive uh, to Vegas? <laughs> don't ever um, do that. Yep. Five, <laughs> <laughs> for amusement purposes only. Yep. Uh, Three point five bizarre. So.
1: Okay. All right. That's solid. That's solid. Yeah. That means you like it. You you don't love do. it, but you like it.
0: I like it. I don't love it. Um the, the one game that gives me a little pause is the Cardinals Jags. Like you said, you know, Arizona could go in there and put up forty five points on their own. I don't think they will. Um but the Jacksonville uh, defense is bad and does surrender a lot of points, so um, you know that could happen. The Titans, as bad as they played last week, still put up you know twenty seven points. So um, you know you never know, but I'm hoping that it just stays. Uh, both offenses are as bad as advertised, and uh, the game stays low for us.
1: Well, I'm hoping we get back on the winning track this week. I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a win. I, I <laughs> you know, we it's it's been a it's been a rough two weeks, but I feel like we're going to get back on back on track this week
0: yeah let's hope i uh I like these games and uh we'll see uh we'll see if we can get over uh you know stay uh continue to stay over five hundred so we're five hundred right now and three and three and hopefully next week we'll be talking and we'll be uh we'll be four and three
1: just like the eagles we can get get over five hundred this week
0: <laughs> exactly that's all we need to do All right. one one week at a time so. yeah, all
1: right all right good job this week i'm uh I'm looking forward to it I'm telling you i'm feeling a win this is a win all this right. week. all right dude I'm, I'm, you're on my side thanks much right. yeah
0: <laughs> later. <laughs> You got to know when the whole